Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Lots of you getting in touch with your favourite fake-away options, the different dishes that you want to learn. I would say a lot of them tend to be around um, the kind of Chinese style, like sweet and sour chicken seems to be the queries coming in from listeners. We'll get to those in a minute. 087-1400-106 is the number. But uh, cookbook author and recipe writer Sarah Butler is with me this Monday afternoon because we are talking about fake-away dishes that we can all make at home, Sarah. Yeah, save a few quid and make them at home. They're even nicer. Like that, like I actually got a takeaway yesterday and 32 euro. Yeah, and especially if you've got a family. Yeah, Yeah. for one person. Yeah, Yeah, it is very expensive. Like I didn't get a huge amount of food. No, (laughs) no. But it is. But the time you add on delivery, I yeah. suppose, and, and, and all of that as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so tell us what we have today. So what I have here, it's an authentic Indian curry. And what I've Love done with this, this one that makes it a little bit different is I've toasted the spices. Now, don't okay. panic. I know it sounds scary. Well, but no, it's, it sounds like work instantly. Uh, yeah. now. No, it's no work. All you need is a frying pan and your spices. So there's four spices in this and you've got cumin seeds, coriander seeds and cardamom pods. Now, the cardamom pods are in a little tough shell. Okay. So you just need to crack them open. And I know people can panic when they hear this, that it sounds too hard, but it's really not. You just uh, open them up with maybe a rolling pin or if you have a mallet and there's little seeds inside. And then you just pop them and the cumin and coriander seeds onto a hot pan and it'll begin to smoke and they'll begin to golden. And that's the, you really get that strong flavour of the spices by doing that. this is your Indian chicken curry. Yeah. It is unbelievable. Isn't it really good? Yeah, this is proper. Proper. Takeaway. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. That should be a compliment. I need it as a compliment. (laughs) Yeah, this is pretty incredible. This is not something I would make. So is that the toasting of the spices? But that that is something you could do so easily. It's the toasting of the spices. So you know the way you go and you buy um, the little packets in the supermarket Mm. and they've got them pre-done and pre-ground. By toasting them yourself and then you just, you get a pestle and mortar. I actually don't have a pestle and mortar. I I use the bottom of a rolling pin and uh, a bowl. And just grind it or pop them in a Ziploc bag and give them a yeah. bash with a rolling pin. You just want to kind of make them into a finer dust. Okay. I know you can buy the, the ground cumin as opposed to the seeds, but you can see there the flavour. Oh yeah, no, there's like... Huge like, difference. There isn't, I just know I wouldn't make that. That's yeah. just but not could, like what I make. easy. And that's all you need to do is So what's in this? Them. Okay, so toast your spices. Takes two minutes, not even two minutes. Mm. Brown off your chicken. And then you have ginger, garlic, chilli. Add in your chicken. About how much of each, roughly? Oh, sorry. Yes, of course. So we have four chicken breasts. Serve four well. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have about three to four garlic cloves. An onion, a regular onion. Everything chopped nice and small so you don't have those big chunks of of onion in there. Uh, About a knuckle of ginger, about an inch of ginger. Like before I said, I freeze mine. I freeze my chilies. Again, the chilies, the smaller they are, the hotter they are. Just to know that. So I didn't know that. As in, sorry, but no, that. when you buy yeah. your, so your red and green chilli that you get in the little yeah. bag. The little bag. Sometimes you'll see really small ones. They're really hot. So always go Never for... Never knew that. Did you not? No. Yeah, sorry. Fact, I should have said that. I probably tend... Well, I do like spicy food, though, so yeah. that wouldn't... Yeah, so the smaller the chilli, whether it be red or green, the hotter they are. So that's a handy way to gauge your yeah. temperature, I right. suppose. And that's really all you have in there. You have your spices and then you have some stock. And I've added cream, but you can also use coconut milk. You Why know, cream over coconut milk? I don't know. I just didn't want a really strong coconut. Some of the curries are very coconut-y. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Well, you don't mind it in a korma, but... Yes. So just, I suppose, to keep the flavour a bit milder. 
250 mil. Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, it's fake away. Like, <laughs> I know you look <laughs> green. Yeah, like, th- like this is, you know, this is not your Monday curry now. This is, this, this is, is I'm not spending evening. a fortune on a Friday evening. Exactly. Yeah, okay. But look, you could put more stock in and put less cream in. You can always adapt because I know people are always saying that, you know, what can I put in instead of the cream uh, or the butter, you know, just put a little of it in and maybe yeah. put more stock in. And just let that simmer away. We've got coriander at the very end and a squeeze of lemon. Now, listener wondering, yeah, again, about the cream. It's impossible to make these things healthy. Um, should just leave the cream out. Put in the, the low cream fat. out, absolutely. You're not going to have that lovely creamy look. Yeah, it would be more of a brown colour. But a little splash of cream is no harm. And I suppose when you look at it, if you're not buying the takeaway, there's no additives mm. in there. It's all homemade. And keep your portion size small. I think that's another thing. People tend to eat very big portions. Of yeah, things, eyes know. bigger than your belly. Yeah. Um, coriander then to top it off. That yes. is fabulous in fairness. Yeah. And there's a really lovely, like actual yellow curry look off it. Yes. Um, even your rice. Like I just overboil rice all soak the time. Soak your rice. I think that's the trick. That's what I found. What and, you know, you say? Soak it. So soak it in a saucepan for an hour in water. Mm. And then all the starch will come out and rinse it and then pop it on your pan. A little trick trick that I use. Put your rice in your saucepan and fill it with water just to your thumb knuckle. So when you put your thumb into the water and touch the rice, that the water is only coming up to your thumb knuckle and bring that to a simmer and then just take it off and leave it. Take it away from the heat, leave it so on this is, your like, This is totally, you know, <laughs> <laughs> this is what new works for to me. me. Soaking definitely because it doesn't get sticky. So soak it, rinse it, Cook it. So we're going to soak it, sorry, in, in cold water, water in yeah. the saucepan. And that's going to get the starch out because that's what causes it to be sticky and gloopy. Then dump that water, dump put that in fresh. Water, if you have time, leave it for an hour or 20 minutes even, or just rinse it even if you don't have time to yeah. get a quick rinse. Fresh water, you'll see that the starch water then is very cloudy, you know. So if it's in nice clean water, bring it to a simmer and take it off the heat. And let it sit for a But you're, you're literally just covering the rice with water. Just so like I'm putting in a full kettle of water into oh, the no, saucepan yeah, yeah. to boil rice. Dude, just put your rice in and this has worked for me every time. I don't know. Well, I, this is why yours tastes totally different to mine. I didn't totally come up with this mind. trick. I read it yeah, somewhere. Yeah, no, it's great. You just fill the water to your thumb knuckle. So when you put yeah. your thumb in and your thumb is touching the rice, that the water just comes to your knuckle. Bring that to a simmer. And once you see it simmering, get it off the heat and leave it alone there for 10 minutes. And it'll Brilliant. Be and only use a fork, they say. You're going to be very fancy about rice. A fork doesn't damage the grains and it keeps it fluffy. So if you're fluffing up your rice, use a fork. <laughs> I've been doing rice wrong for... Now you're going to be a rice pro. Yeah, all of these. Yeah, but like I noticed the difference when I tasted your curry there. Yeah, yeah. Like my rice is just always... And rinse it then once it's... I'll always rinse it through a sieve then. And okay. people say, you know, how do you heat it up? Just pop it back on the heat for a minute with a little tiny bit of butter or oil. Tiny, tiny bit. Loves the butter. It? Loves the butter. Listener wondering again about how much stock are you putting into the curry? I am putting in about 160 to 200 uh, mil of stock. Of stock again, yeah. if you're using chicken breasts, you know, you just want to cover the meat with stock. Sometimes people ask me that. I should say, actually, for listeners, all of Sarah's recipes, they're up on our own socials here at News Talk and on Sarah Butler's um, Instagram and, and socials as well. Well, so don't worry I've about taking down. That yeah, there now on Sarah Butler at Home Official. I'll so share it on up. my own as mm-hmm. well too. So don't don't worry about taking down every single element of the recipe. We'll put it up for you. Um, if you're not a curry fan, yeah, we also have chicken. Yes, we have Goodness. chicken noodles. These are so popular. I love chicken goudons. Uh, I think I've converted yeah. a lot of people to make their own homemade chicken goudons. So number one, it's so much cheaper. 
than buying the pre, pre-frozen ones. Number two, it's so much healthier because mm. that's 100% chicken. You know, a lot of the time you'll see brands, they'll have 100% chicken breast on the front, but then when you turn it around, it's 56%, yeah. you know. So that's, you know what's in there. Um, so to make them, make a load of them together. Have your flour, any flour will do. Your breadcrumbs. I prefer the panko ones. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Yeah. I've made your chicken goujons actually. Yeah. They're lovely. Yeah. So, it's the, But it's the panko. That's you don't have to. Any breadcrumbs no. will do, but I do love the panko. They give a lovely crispy finish. Yeah. Uh, two eggs whisked, three bowls and cut your chicken into strips, into your flour first, into your egg wash and then into your breadcrumbs. Now, here's my question because mm-hmm. I did make them. You fry them first and then put them into the oven. I fry them, I shallow fry them in I do the bold way. The bold way, everyone says, can you put them in the air fryer? But they're just never as nice. Um, I don't deep fry them, I yeah. shallow fry them. So I'll just put a little layer of, of, say, crisp and dry into your pan. Yeah, there's nothing um, little now about what I did, but anyway, <laughs> go on. <laughs> well, more than the curry. If yeah. you're going out, you're going sure out. Listen, yeah. <laughs> um, and always test your oil. That's something else. See, people ask me, how do I know when it's hot enough? Because, mm. you know, they'll have a thermometer a gauge and nobody has. Them. No. Just throw a little crumb in. And it'll sizzle it'll to the sizzle, top. Yeah. And once it sizzles to the top, do them in batches though. Don't overload the pan. And once they're golden, turn them over. And then another little tip is to pop them onto a raised wire rack. Yeah, you know, you know I did this have, actually, yeah. It keeps the bottoms nice and crispy. Yeah. Then I just pop them in the oven as I'm kind of going through them on a low heat. It crisps them up. They're gorgeous. How long would you do, do you do them in the oven and for what temperature? I leave them in there for maybe 10 minutes. Like ultimately they're cooked once they're shallow fried. Always mm. check cut through make sure they're pure white and the juices run clear ultimately they're cooked and they're just going in there to crisp up yeah. a little bit so I leave them 10 minutes the, My one question because I made quite a few of them when I was doing it um, so I cooked them totally like did mm-hmm. the, the, you know on the pan into the oven and then I put them into the little Ziploc bags and I froze them now here's my question for you um can I take them out and cook them from frozen or do I have to defrost them? You can cook them from frozen. It's not something I do or like to do because I just think there's so many errors there that could go yeah, wrong. I'm so weary. Yeah, chicken. you have to be so careful. Um, so pop them into your fridge the night before, let them totally defrost and then cook them away. Back into the oven or just in the microwave? Into the oven or yeah. the microwave or even the air fryer. Air fryer if you have it as that. well. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, all of the recipes, as I said, again, they're all up on our, our own socials and on Sarah Butler's socials as well. Um, plenty of fake away options coming in. A lot of people looking though, it's, it's very much about the sweet and sour. Yeah, I have one a for chicken. sweet and sticky chicken. Actually, I'll get that up maybe tomorrow yeah. again because it is definitely one of my most popular recipes. Just your lemon mayonnaise dip. We didn't mention it. Again, just a little bit of mayonnaise. Loosen it up with a laugh. A little bit of cream if you want. Sarah, you're absolutely <laughs> killing me. Go on. <laughs> Don't have to. And a squeeze of lemon. If you have some chives, you can chop them in or a little bit of parsley. And that's really good with your goujons. Brilliant. Listen, we will <laughs> chat to you next Monday afternoon. Sarah Butler, a recipe writer and cookbook author and just lover of cream in general. <laughs> we'll be back with us for Lunchtime Live's Big Batch next Monday afternoon. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.